0: You're listening to Public Safety First, a podcast to help you learn about the First Responder Network Authority and how you can be part of the future of public safety technology. And now, your host. Welcome to the Public Safety First podcast. I'm Gary McCarriher, and I serve as a senior public safety advisor for the FirstNet Authority. I'm joined today by Captain George Fioli of the Derry Police Department, Derry PD was the first municipal agency in New Hampshire to implement FirstNet. In fact, this marks their one-year anniversary since adopting FirstNet. Um, we're pleased to have you, Captain Fioli, to join us today, and I welcome you to the
1: podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here.
0: Great. So, can you tell us a little bit about um,
1: yourself and um, your your career in, in policing? Sure. Uh, as uh, I started in my career in 1980. Actually, I began a little before that. I, I I joined a community, I lived in a a community in Methuen, Massachusetts when I grew up Uh, and I joined the auxiliary police in Methuen in in 1977. So I actually go back a little further than 1980. Uh, That's a a part-time, unpaid position. Sure. Uh, But uh, I I realized when I was a a young man in my teens that I wanted to enter police work. I I had a passion for it and I wanted to do that as a career. So I I sought that path and I I did that. Uh, Town of Derry hired me in 1980. Uh, Since then I've been a police officer here, Um, I've been involved in a a number of different areas and I've had the the good fortune to have been able to build two radio systems for the Town of Derry, LMR radio systems. I've always had a passion for two-way communication. I'm actually a licensed TAM radio operator. Uh, Presently I serve as the uh, commander of the support services division, captain in charge of uh, all the administrative support functions in in the police department. Okay.
0: Tell us a little bit about the department.
1: Well, the Town of Derry is the fourth largest community in the state of New Hampshire uh, with about 33,000 residents. Um, we have 59 sworn police officers on our staff and uh, about 15 or 16 civilian staff.
0: Okay. In addition to just providing services within the Town of Derry, you guys also um,
1: participate in a lot of regional activity. Can you ex- go into that for us? We do. Uh, the Town of Derry participates in the regional HAZMAT district. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's... Uh, 18 and 19 communities in that district in the southern part of the state here, and we also participate in the Southern New Hampshire Special Operations Unit, which is a regional SWAT team. Uh, there are 11 communities in that regional response team.
0: Okay, and what, what's the nature of their activities?
1: Well, it's a, it's a first response uh, SWAT unit for any agency within those 11 communities. Okay,
0: great. So, in, um, in October of 2018, the, the Dairy PD transitioned to FirstNet. Um, why did you choose to, to join the network? And um, how was the migration from what you used before to FirstNet?
1: Well, first of all, the migration was, was seamless. It was, uh, it was just switching from one carrier to FirstNet. And, and it was uh, all the devices were um, switched over. And the folks at AT&T were extremely helpful uh... in managing that migration for us
0: so was was there a catalyst
1: for your change there was i i, I uh, one of my duties is i sit on the statewide interoperability executive committee so i'm very familiar with the uh, process of first net the state becoming um, first net state if you will when they opted in um, as soon as we opted in i began the process of uh, working with our town i t staff who manages all of our uh, Broadband devices in the community, if you will, uh, and working with them to see if this was feasible for us to become first net, uh, a first net community. And the reason I wanted to do that is because uh, one of the functions that I take care of here at the police department is communications, and I want to afford our staff, our offices, the latest and the greatest technology available to, to assist them in doing their job safely and efficiently. One of the first things I learned uh, in a time of crisis is the first thing to break down is communications. And, if, you, if we lose communications, whether it be two-way uh, LMR, whether it be uh, telephone conversation, whether it be face-to-face communications, uh, if you lose communication ability, you, you lose the ability to manage the situation. Um, I've had the, the, the good fortune in my career to have been a consultant for the Department of Homeland Security in the past, and I've traveled all across this country doing Homeland Security exercises in the terrorism realm, uh, in the uh, health and human services realm with uh, H1N1, Flues, it really wouldn't matter, uh, the scenario. And I learned that if it's if something's gonna go wrong, it's gonna be, the first thing, it's gonna be communications. So I've always had a passion for communications. I think um, FirstNet is gonna solve a lot of problems uh, that we've experienced in communications world in law enforcement public safety in, in this country.
0: As we run through the circles here in New Hampshire, um, You know, we hear a lot about FirstNet in the large-scale emergencies, but on a day-in and day-out basis, it makes an impact, too, and there's a really great case study I've been told of here in Derry.
1: There is. Um, You know, we've been using broadband devices in law enforcement for many, many years, Uh, but uh, recently with uh, the carrier we had prior to uh, FirstNet, we were experiencing some service drops uh, with respect to my broadband devices in the the cruises, the the mobile computers. Uh, Every day at about, uh, well, every day at 2 o'clock, our high school lets out, and that high school is the largest high school in the state, 3,300 students and about 500 staff members, 5 to 600 staff members. So every day at 2 o'clock, as you imagine, a high school crowd breaks out their their cell phone or their broadband device and gets online. Uh, The staff members do the same thing. So the towers in our community were simply overwhelmed, and the carrier that we had before didn't have the capacity to take up all of those users at once. So my staff shift changes at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So at 2.30 in the afternoon, our officers would start rolling into the police station, get ready for shift change, and they'd sign off on the computers. The oncoming shift would come on and try to sign on to the computers, and they couldn't because there was no capacity, no bandwidth. So that would last until probably 6, 6.30 when the evening rush hour was over before capacity freed up that would allow our officers to sign on to the computers. So we had a period in every day during the school season, every day where our offices were offline from 2 o'clock, 2.30, till 6, 6.30 in the evening. My goodness. And so when we switched over to FirstNet and AT&T, FirstNet, we have since then we've had 100% connectivity, 100% of the time. Wow. So
0: that really is the, uh, the poster child for priority preemption in, in a congested
1: environment. It absolutely is. We are always online, always connected now.
0: Very good, thank you. So now that you've been on the network for a full year, can you tell us about what your experience has been during that
1: time? Well, as I said, the biggest thing is the, the uh, connectivity in the cruisers. Uh, we've, we have 100% connectivity 100%, 100% connectivity 100% of the time. Our office is never a without connection. So uh, we use them extensively for that, and now the, the data speeds much, much faster than we enjoyed in our, pre, our previous carrier. So that's, that's a plus, the officers enjoy that. Um, we also use uh, first net modems in our cruisers to transmit data on GPS locations to our a server. Here we have at the police station with a, a large map displayed in our, in our dispatch center so that we monitor and watch in real time, nearly real time, every, every 10 second report, uh, 10 second cadence on the reporting, we can see our cruisers driving around in the community. No matter where they are, actually, it doesn't have to be within the bounds of dairy. It's anywhere on the map.
0: Sure. So closest, most appropriate, really, always happens here in dairy. Yes. Outstanding. So, what's the feedback you're hearing from the folks
1: in the street? Your patrol officers. The feedback is they love it. In fact, a lot of them have gone out and become subscriber-paid first net customers now. As a result. Wow.
0: Wow. So, I know you you also have a robust use of the
1: radio over IP with through the first net network. Can you explain that for us? Sure. Uh, through the at EPTT app, um, I worked with AT&T folks and, and I obtained a, a gateway, if you will, uh, for the radio over IP. It's a cubic vocality box. has four channels. So I have uh, worked with my local radio vendor here in New Hampshire, and we were able to tie that into my Motorola radio consoles and dispatch and my Motorola radio system in general so that I have... Uh, my main police channel, my main fire channel in the community, and then I have two multi-channel radios tied to the the rape kit as well that allow me to ask my dispatcher to select any one of a number of stations. It could be the neighboring police department, Londonderry PD, or the the neighboring to our South Salem Police Department, or one of their fire departments. I can tune up any one of those channels and talk to that uh, LMR network through my uh, broadband device
0: wow and, and do you have any issues with latencies or anything of that nature
1: no nothing that's uh, going to affect oper- affect sure. us operationally okay yet. they uh, it i treat it just like a two-way radio
0: very good very good so um how has that um level of interoperability
1: used fairly regularly or uh, mostly for monitoring okay. traffic when when we're out of the lmr footprint yeah so what what that broadband interface does is extends our LMR footprint anywhere in the world where there's self-cellular coverage really and recently I was down in Virginia uh, visiting my daughter and I was able to talk and listen to uh, the Derry Police Department radio frequency here in New Hampshire so it's it's very very efficient so it
0: really does expand the footprints of situational awareness for you exactly yeah okay great now that you've been on for a year Look out for the next five years. Where do you think this technology can be applied to the field for you?
1: Well, quite honestly, I see the officers, uh, where officers now are tied to their computers to write reports in the cruiser. uh, In the future, in the very near future, uh, we're going to be able to submit reports from a handheld device anywhere in the field. Uh, Right now, our, our CAD vendor and our RMS vendor are developing apps, to use on, on a broadband device that will allow officers to catalog evidence in the field, take pictures and tie it right to the uh, reports um, and catalog the entire crime report right on a handheld device.
0: And again, not being a police person, that sounds like it, it makes it more efficient, but what, what's the direct benefit? Of the that? direct
1: benefit is a huge time savings to the officers' uh, uh, daily routine of writing reports, taking uh, conducting an investigation.
0: Okay, As we, we close up today, um, it, it sounded like you had a pretty seamless transfer from your old uh, carrier to, to FirstNet. Is there any advice that you can give other police departments to uh, make sure that their experience goes as seamlessly?
1: Work with your AT&T uh, FirstNet consultant. Uh, work with yourself as a FirstNet representative uh, to ensure that uh, everything is thought and planned ahead of time as far as what your devices uh, you want to use, what devices in uh, the cruisers, what modems? Whether they're Band 14 capable? That's a big consideration. Um, uh, make sure that you take advantage of the latest technology. And Band 14 is out there, so let's let's use it.
0: Okay. Is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners today?
1: I, w- I would just say this about FirstNet: there are applications in development, and there are uh, things coming down the pipe that we can't even imagine today sitting here, and it's going to make our jobs much easier as we move forward. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening
0: today. We're excited to have you join our podcast community. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. You can learn more about the First Responder Network Authority at firstnet.gov and learn about FirstNet products and services at firstnet.com.